Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by, and welcome to today's Sierra Metals Q3 2020 Consolidated Financial Results Call. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during this time, simply press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. If at any time you require any further assistance, please press star zero. I would now like to turn the call over to your speaker today, Mike McAllister, Vice President of Investor Relations, please go ahead. Thank you, Operator, and good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sierra Middle's Q3 2020 Results Conference Call. On today's call, we are joined by Luis Marchese, our CEO, Ed Guimaraes, our CFO. Today's call will be followed by a question and answer period. The accompanying presentation for today's call is available for download both through the webcast and from the company's website at sierrametals.com. This morning's press release, the financial statements, and the management discussion and analysis are also posted on the company website. Before I turn the call over to Luis, I would like to indicate that this earnings call contains forward-looking information that is based on the company's current expectations, estimates, and beliefs. This forward-looking information is subject to a number of risks, uncertainties, and other factors. Actual results could differ materially from our conclusions forecasts or projections as reflected in the forward-looking information. Additional information about the material factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from the conclusion, forecast, or projection in the forward-looking information and material factors or assumptions that were applied in drawing a conclusion or making forecast or projection as reflected in the forward-looking information is contained in the company's annual information form, which is publicly available on CDAR or EDGAR via Form 40F or on the company's website. Please note that all dollar amounts mentioned on the call today are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise noted. With that, I would now like to turn the call over to Louis Marchese, CEO of Sierra Metals. Thanks, Mike. Uh, before I speak out about our Q3 highlights and insights, I would like to take a quick moment to update you on the most recent COVID-19 developments in Mexico and Peru. Turning to slide four, at the beginning of June, the Peruvian and Mexican governments allowed for the resumption of full mining and mining-related activities. The company recalled employees at the Yabricocha and Bolivar mines. Also, on July 28th, once the process could be put in place to FUSI to ensure working and community safety, we also recall employees there as well to restart operations. We are proceeding cautiously and adhering to strict health protocols to protect our employees and the communities in which we operate, as well as to mitigate the potential for further work stoppages at our mine. We continue to employ a double sense methodology of testing, quarantine, and testing again before employees coming off break join the active workforce. Also, once at the mine, all employees are continue to be monitored with daily health checks. While this system has served as well, it's not a perfect solution. We still have had some positive cases materialize in the workforce 
and have needed to quarantine and send employees for further medical attention. We also needed to remove any employees identified through contact tracing from the workforce until they are medically clear to continue. I cannot understand, understate the difficult situation due to COVID-19 currently both in Peru and Mexico, as we must continue to be very diligent in our actions. Taking care of the communities where we operate is also very important to us for their safety and their well-being. We have worked with the communities and have donated PPE and medical supplies, including a donation to a local fundraising effort near the Yoricocha mine for the purchase of two oxygen production plants. We will continue strengthening our engagement and support to our workforce, their families, and the local communities in our area of influence at all three mines as this situation evolves. I would like to commend our employees and management who, despite the challenges facing this in the quarter from lower than optimal headcount due to COVID-19, they managed to maintain a high level of productivity. With that, I will now turn the call over to Eddie Marais, our CFO, for the financial highlights. Thanks, Luis. Good morning, everyone. Turning now to slide five, the company achieved exceptional results in the third quarter despite managing the implications of COVID-19. We reported record consolidated throughput and record adjusted EBITDA of 37 million, as well as 24 million of free cash flow. We also reported strong cash flow and net income, and we finished the quarter with approximately 63 million in cash. These are strong results that have evolved from optimizing operations and expansions ramp up that have provided stronger financial and oper operational performances, which we expect to continue through the course of this year, as well as next year. Our revenue mix by metal continues to be led by copper, followed by silver, which has taken an increasing role with the ramp up of CUSI. Gold has also seen a continued increase as a percentage of the mix, aided by improved production and recovery at Bolivar and supported by higher gold prices. In Q3, we saw an improvement in realized metal prices for copper, silver, gold, and zinc. Precious metals have continued to improve in Q3 and remain strong in Q4, and copper continues to strengthen in Q4. Turning to slide six, when compared to the same period in 2019, cash costs were down at all mines, which was attributable to lower operating costs, lower sustaining capital, and the prudent management of capital expenditures to protect the balance sheet. All-in sustaining costs were also lower at Bolivar and Cusi. However, we did see a 6% increase in the all-in sustaining costs at Yodicocha due to the higher treatment and refining costs, higher sustaining capital, and lower copper equivalent payable pounds due to lower head grades and recoveries for all metals except zinc as less ore was contributed from the high-grade narrow ore bodies, otherwise known as corpus chicos. We also realized improved favorable foreign exchange during the quarter as well as year to date. I will now turn the call back over to our CEO, Luis Marchesi. Thanks, Ed. Turning to slide seven and looking ahead in 2020, we still see a strong growth of the company as operations return to full capacity. And we are optimistic that with improved operating efficiencies and potential higher metal prices, we will see a strong fourth quarter and finish for 2020. 
At Agriculture, we have the flexibility to recover lost production from the COVID-19 shutdowns. We are ramping up our exploration and infrastructure projects, which have been on hold due to COVID-19. Furthermore, we also continue to seek the required permits to increase agriculture's throughput to a 3,600 tonnes per day level for next year. We are also excited to see Bolivar and Cusi ramping up to the targeted capacities of 5,000 and 1,200 tonnes per day, respectively. Similar to Yavicocha, we are ramping up exploration and infrastructure among improvements, including expanded training facilities at both mines, as well as an underground connection tunnel that will connect the mines with the plant at Bolivar, improving efficiencies and reducing haulage costs. At Cusi, we continue to explore on the Northeast trending system, which has provided us with high fever grade. We continue to drill on this highly prospective target, and due to its close proximity to existing operations, we have been able to bring ore from this area into the mine plant at an accelerated pace. I'm also pleased to announce the very positive PEA at the Bolivar mine, which highlighted the doubling of throughput to 10,000 tons per day as the best path forward. Work on pre-feasibility study is underway and expected next year. Updated PEAs are also being completed for the Yauricocha and Bolivar mines and are expected to be released shortly, which will highlight the best throughput levels going forward based on the sizable mineral resources at the mines. The company has excellent land packages with tremendous resource growth potential to support further organic growth at all mines. The company has also issued revised 2020-adjusted EBITDA, CAPEX, and cost guidance. We now anticipate that 2020-adjusted EBITDA will range between $100 to $105 million. Capital expenditure will range between $40 to $45 million. The revised guidance assumes no further shutdowns or worker stoppages because of the COVID-19 pandemic, and is based solely on what management expects the company's operation can produce this year. In conclusion, on slide eight, the companies had a very strong quarter despite the adversities we faced from the COVID-19 pandemic, and we're still able to emerge with a stronger balance sheet and cash position. While we continue to operate in a vulnerable environment due to COVID-19, we remain optimistic that further cash flow and liquidity improvements are expected as we finish this year, as a benefit of improved production and metal prices. The company has made the necessary capital investment and infrastructure improvements to grow production and improve costs, and we are now reaping the rewards. We remain committed to the prudent and sustainable growth of the company, and more importantly, to improve the per share value benefiting all shareholders. With that, I will now turn the call back to Mike. Thanks, Luis. That ends the presentation portion of this call. We would now like to open up the call to questions from participants. Operator, could you please open the lines? At this time, if anybody would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Again, that is star 1 on your telephone keypad. Your first question comes from Mark Rushman from Noble Capital Market. Your line is open. Good morning, and kudos on the strong uh, operational and financial performance for the quarter. Just got a couple of questions. The first is, I was wondering what you see as the key drivers of lower all-in sustaining costs at Yuracocha. Oh, thank you, Mark. 
uh, well, for, for Daricocha, we are working in streamlining the operations and embedding the operating efficiencies that we've identified in the last uh, three quarters. Uh, actually, uh, during the last six months, we've been looking at uh, optimizing our operations uh, due to COVID, and that has shown us some opportunities that we are working on. Uh, on the other hand, I should say that in this last quarter, uh, we had less uh, headcount than optimal, so actually we've done less than we should have done uh, in part of the sustaining of the, what could have been the sustaining capital expenditure. So uh, eventually we're going to, to recover the, the lost ground in the next uh, quarter or so. And then secondly, you made mention in the press release about the exploration at Yuracocha, uh, mentioning the copper and molybdenum and porphyry, uh, and then also the actual drilling uh, during the third quarter at QC. I was wondering if there was any more you could elaborate on in terms of uh, uh, your plans, you know, at Yuracocha and maybe what you found so far at QC uh, in that new zone. Um, I, I'm taking assay results probably won't be out in a little while, but... Uh, uh, maybe your preliminary thoughts. Well, in Yauricocha, we just came back to drill in March. Uh, because of COVID, we didn't have uh, the ability to do so. So actually, as we speak, we are, we are drilling into the potential copper porphyry area. Uh, we just started getting there. And in Kusi, we've been doing uh, infill drilling in, in the area that, that you mentioned. And, and what we find is that we can confirm that there is a uh, silver at, at, at the area, and we are pretty optimistic that we're going to find more around. And your next question will come from Heiko from HC Wainwright. Your line is open. Hey guys, thanks for taking my questions. Hope everybody is safe. Um, good day in the market today. Obviously, with uh, you know COVID, just be risking life a little bit. But uh, talk to me a little bit about treatment and refining costs. I mean, a, what are you seeing in the market here in Q4? We're halfway through Q4, and how long are you able to able and willing, I guess, uh, to lock in pricing, please? Hi, Heiko. Thank you. Thanks for the question. Yeah, so in terms of TCs, RCs, we're, we're in the process of uh, renewing uh, the contracts uh, as we speak, um, but we have seen um, a significant decrease decline in the TCs and RCs um, for zinc and, uh, and lead, but principally zinc. Like the last, last year's benchmark was around $300 per ton and uh, the spot uh, zinc TCs RCs got uh, got down to the uh, the low hundreds, so a significant increase there. Um, I, I don't really want to speculate further in terms of the trends, um, but uh, it, it, uh, things have certainly improved on on the TCRC front when compared to the last two years, um, particularly because of the improvement seen in the zinc. Fair enough. And I assume I know the answer to this question, but I mean, you don't have a whole lot of delays in regards to getting paid after things leave the door, right? That, yeah, that's correct. We, we get paid okay. in five to seven days. 
Okay. Yeah. So, so that that hasn't that hasn't changed. No one's come up with excuses to delay that. No. Your next question will come from Raphael D'Souza from CIBC. Your line is open. Hi, good morning. Uh, thank you for taking my, my questions and congratulations, congratulations on the strong quarter. Uh, my first question is, is re regarding uh, your CapEx guidance. I believe you had $52 million before, uh, and you're now changing to call it a midpoint of $42.5 million. So can you, can you provide us a little bit of color on where where you made the changes and how do you and how do you expect to spend call it another 20 million in the fourth quarter alone thank you thanks for the question yeah in, in terms of uh, capex and the the deferrals that we're seeing one one main one primary one was the uh, yarko to shaft uh, most of that uh, expenditure is being uh, um, pushed forward, if you will, or deferred into 2021. And, um, and what was the second part of your question? Sorry, Rafael. Yeah, I know. So I, I believe you still have, still have about 20 million to get to that midpoint of guidance to be spent in the fourth quarter. So just like a little bit of color on your plans for, for that. Yeah, we're, we're we, we have, uh, we have the cash and, uh, and we have the wherewithal and we have been, uh, investing, spending aggressively on our CapEx projects, uh, and we, we feel comfortable being in that, uh, in that range. Um, okay. Okay. And uh, so after another, after a very strong quarter in terms of uh, cash flow generation, uh, do you, maybe, can you provide us uh, any updates on your previous plans to distribute cash to shareholders? So, as as we all know, the the return of capital and distribution, if you will, of cash to shareholders was was put on hold, and that was put on hold because of COVID. Um, and we still are very much in COVID. Um, this is something that uh, the board uh, is considering in terms of uh, it's one of many options that the board is is considering, and uh, we have to take it uh, along with. Our expected uh, 2021 budget in terms of uh, the capex and the factors exploration potential. There, there's a lot of um, factors in addition to the return of capital, and and uh, the board will ultimately make that decision whether it's in the fourth quarter or in the first quarter of next year. I'm not sure, but that's that's in the board's hands. Okay, thank you. And your next question will come from James Young from West Family Investment. Your line is open. Yeah, for your uh, EBITDA guidance for the full year of 100 to $105 million, what are you assuming for commodity prices in the fourth quarter? Hi, Jim. Thanks for your question. We're, we're assuming consensus uh, prices for the fourth quarter. And they are. I I don't have them at the top, uh, top of my head, but uh, roughly you're looking at uh, around three bucks, uh, zinc at a buck ten, uh, silver at around uh, I believe twenty four dollars an ounce. Those those are the main ones. 
So it sounds like the assumptions that you're using are lower than the current prices in the market. Right. Consensus typically, they, they are, there's usually a laggard in the consensus price. And every quarter we've seen the consensus price move up to, to catch up to the uh, to spot prices. But spot prices have increased uh, so much over the last six months that, uh, yeah, the consensus has been uh, a laggard to spot prices. And your next question will come from Leon Cooperman from Omega Advisors. Your line is open. Thank you very much. Uh, I have uh, six questions, so let me just put them out there. And uh, first, let me also congratulate you on your performance. The performance was quite excellent. Uh, I realize the question number one, I realize that to an important degree, mine life is a function of product prices. Um, and uh, but in running into people, I, I think the stock is extremely mispriced. But in running into people's views, there seems to be a concern that the mine life is very short. At current price levels, what is the estimated mine life of our three mines? That'd be question number one. Uh, question number two: Do you have a plan for tons processed in 2021 versus 2020, assuming no mine shutdowns due to the virus? Third, if you could prioritize the use of your free cash flow. Fourth, with the recent uh, uh, you know, valuations that you've come out with and provided to the market, do you have an updated view of NAV? And then uh, fifth, this question was just asked, but um, I want to kind of elaborate a little bit more. On January 8th of 2020, you announced a plan to return $30 million to shareholders that was shelved due to the virus. Prices, what you, what you sell, are higher. EBITDA is higher. The stock is up very little. You know, um, uh, you mentioned about the, it's a board consideration. When do you think we'll hear from the board as to a decision? And finally, given the size of the company and the illiquidity, have we thought of maximizing shareholder value by sale to a larger entity? So those six questions, any help you could be would be much appreciated, and I congratulate you on very strong performance. Okay, thank you, me. In terms of my life, uh, we are, as we speak, we are releasing our PA in, in Mexico, in Bolivar, we're thinking about over 10 years. In Bolivar, uh, it should be also over 10 years, and in, according to current resources, and in uh, agriculture, we're thinking about eight years. Now, having said that, that has been the intern. That's the story with uh, underground mines that usually have a rather eight to ten year mine life, but that keeps it's a moving target because it doesn't make sense to keep drilling for more resources because then, in a sense, the value that you're planning to get in 10 or 15 years from now, you destroy it by spending the money now to keep recognizing that resource. So. We, although we have this number of years, we certainly believe that the life of the mines is going to extend beyond those horizons. In terms of tonnage of 2021 versus 2020, uh, well, we are, we are expecting that Bolivar will reach the 5,000 tons per day on a constant basis. Same thing with Kuti for 1,200. And the change would be in the agriculture if we managed to get the permits to expand from the current 3,000 permitted to 
2,600 per meter. Uh, if you take that all together, would you expect to, what order of magnitude increase in production would you expect in 2021 versus 2020? Just a rough idea. Well, it would be 20% in the agriculture, uh, which is, uh, in terms of revenue, is 60% of our revenue. Uh, so 60% of your revenues would go up 20%? Yes. Gotcha. All right. That, that's yes. pretty encouraging. Yes. Okay. Now, having said that, the, the profile of the grade will also change a bit. We might have a slightly lower grade. So, all in all, we expect more revenue, but, but uh, we are in the process of budgeting, and I couldn't tell you what final number really right. we should have. Uh, well, in terms of the board, I don't want to pre preempt the board uh, on when and how they make the decision. So, in terms of free cash flow, how we make use of the current free cash flow. So, uh, I'd rather leave it there, but certainly I guess it's going to be on the agenda of the board. Uh, NAV? Well, NAV, uh, we've just released the PEA for Bolivar, and we are planning to release the PEAs for Jauricocha and Cusi, so that will give you a, a sense of what we believe in terms of PEA quality assessment, what we believe is the, the potential value of the three operations. Uh, in terms of selling to larger entity, well, uh, I cannot comment on that beyond saying that uh, we we certainly look at all the ways to increase value for our shareholders. I didn't ask this question before, but I assume that you would be looking for a substantial increase in EBITDA in 2021 versus 2020, all things being equal, meaning if prices stayed here, et cetera. Well, as compared with 2020, we expect an increase for sure. At this time, this brings us to the end of our Q&A session. I turn the call back over to the presenters for closing remarks. Thank you, operator. That concludes today's call. On behalf of the management team, I would like to thank the participants for joining us on today's call. A replay of the webcast and all materials can be found on our website at crmetals.com. If there are any further questions or concerns, you may reach out to us anytime after today's call. Our contact information can be found in today's presentation as well as on the company website. Thank you, operator. Please conclude the call. Thank you, everyone. This will conclude today's conference call. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.